Welcome to the Dell Technologies Healthcare Power Chat podcast series, where you hear from the experts about healthcare technologies. Hello, everyone. Bruce Hall here, and welcome to another Dell Technologies Healthcare Power Chat. And today we're going to get into the topic of encounter-based imaging with Dell partner ImageMover. And our guests are Mr. Kevin Houlihan, who's the CEO of ImageMover, and Michael Volante, who's the global business development leader for Dell Technologies. How are you doing today, fellas? Just great. Thanks for having us on the chat today. Very good, Bruce. Thanks for having us. Happy to be here. And great to have you guys on the podcast. Could we start with a little bit of your backgrounds? And Kevin, why don't we start with you? I have a background in mechanical engineering and business, and I've been in software my entire career. I found my way to digital health about a decade ago at a company called Propeller Health that pioneered digital therapeutics. And Mike, could we have some of your background, please? My background, similar to Kevin's, is in biomedical engineering and business. My professional experience has been focused in the area of healthcare informatics, developing and introducing enterprise imaging informatics solutions, working for companies including Bell Laboratories, Philips Healthcare, and certainly Dell Technologies. Mike, why don't we start with you and discuss some basic definitions. Can you define for us what we mean by encounter-based imaging? Does it go by any other name? As the name suggests, encounter-based imaging refers to images that are taken during a patient encounter or at the point of care with a patient. These could include photos and videos for screening purposes, for wound care, dermatologic care, or gait or behavioral studies. The thing about encounter-based images are they're typically non-ordered studies. And that's important because these images are generated in various departments of the healthcare organization, and they're important parts of the medical record that need to be captured and managed effectively. Now, also, it's important to note that sometimes these images are referred to point-of-care images or visible light images or non-DICOM images. So encounter-based imaging falls under the heading of healthcare imaging. They're just ad hoc, non-ordered, but they do need to be part of the regular healthcare record. Is that right? Absolutely. I mean, I think we're becoming a pretty image-centric society, and so images serve such a large purpose in being able to collaborate between care providers and visualizing the current state or assessment or progression of the health of a patient. Kevin, turning to you, how is healthcare changing and reacting due to the onslaught of encounter-based imaging? Mike mentioned the volume of medical imaging in general has been exploding over the past few years. The technology has been getting smaller and cheaper to capture things like ultrasounds, and everyone's walking around with a film studio in their pocket, basically, with their smartphones. So although these images are not ordered in the traditional sense, as Mike mentioned, they are critical to have as part of the patient record. And the struggle is that the traditional ordering process, which has been focused on the radiology technology systems, often takes 30 to 60 minutes to execute before the imaging can begin. So the result of that is a lot of those images are either lost or virtually lost. They're not saved at all, or they're saved on a system that's inaccessible by everyone else on the care team and along the care continuum. Mike, turning back to you, encounter-based imaging is causing change within healthcare. What and who is the change impacting, and how big is the change? As we continue to see collaboration increase within healthcare, the adoption of electronic means of sharing and collaborating in information, these images are an important part of the overall medical record, and they're really an important part of assessing and monitoring a patient's condition. As Kevin had mentioned, there are many creators of images. Everybody's walking around with an ability to take photographs. 
But there's also an equal number of consumers of those images. And the consumers of those images are at an enterprise level. It's not just imaging being created and accessed and reviewed within, say, radiology or cardiology. Other departments rely on these images to best interpret the care pathways that they want to follow for treating their patients. In fact, recognizing this, the HIMSS organization, the Healthcare Information Management System Society, has created an image adoption framework that they call DIAM, which stands for Digital Imaging Adoption Model. And this is to allow healthcare organizations to assess their level of adoption and support of imaging at an enterprise level. This is clearly not a new problem. This change reflects the reliance organizations have on sharing accurate and complete information on a patient and the patient's history and clinical status. That makes perfect sense, Mike, and like other disciplines that are going digital and generating lots of data, that's one implication I can think for the healthcare organization. Kevin, what's the implication on the data that has to be stored and other implications for the healthcare organization due to encounter-based imaging? As Mike mentioned, there's all these other departments that are now the source of medical imaging. You can think about dermatology, wound care. We've talked about the emergency department. And these are all starting from within the patient encounter in the EHR not starting from the PACS or the vendor-neutral archive. Because traditionally the workflow hasn't been focused on beginning in the patient encounter in the EHR, there's been a challenge of collecting these images. There's a wealth of literature that suggests that over 60% of -of point-of-care ultrasounds done in the emergency department have not been getting stored and billed for and are not part of the patient history. And a huge amount of information is being siloed or lost. We recently talked to a health system that had done an internal analysis, and they believe they're only capturing half of the total medical images that they're generating because some of these other departments are struggling to collect images from an encounters-based perspective that starts in the patient encounter in the EHR. Wow, it sounds like there's a lot of images that need to be part of the patient record for patient care decisions as well as billing and other purposes. Yeah, there are huge implications here. One is operationally. There can be an additional cost to try and manage these with historic tools. Second is there certainly is a revenue leakage implication. Hospitals can be losing a significant amount of billings because of these challenges. The third consideration is making sure that all the information is part of the patient history. This can be critical for the best possible care. And the fourth implication certainly is around legal considerations. If there's not the data there in the history to support the decisions that were made, health care organizations can open themselves up to legal challenges down the line. Mike, turning to you, what are the broader industry implications? As we see healthcare delivery organizations continuing to embrace remote care, the need to collaborate and collaborate with a complete picture of a patient. And that picture needs to include not only the clinical data, but of course, the images, all the images. And we certainly see that increasing. As healthcare organizations continue to look for ways to improve interoperability, the ability to leverage their enterprise system capabilities, like their EHR and like their PACs, the need to incorporate enterprise storage of all the data also will continue to grow. Kevin, turning back to you, how does the typical healthcare organization embrace encounter-based imaging? We find that many customers struggle with how to begin. They see the opportunity across the enterprise operationally, from a workflow perspective, clinically, from a risk perspective, but it can be hard to wrap their hands around where to start. Many organizations choose to start by an image type or a department. When they start with a single department, then they plan to roll across one department to the next. When they start with a single department, then they'll expand through more departments as enterprise imaging expands within the healthcare organization. 
there are two sides to the challenge of rolling out enterprise imaging. One is the technical side. It can be hard to forecast how many more images are going to be collected and the pace that that is going to expand. The other side of the challenge is the clinical side. Bringing enterprise imaging to non-radiology departments can be a struggle. ImageMover focuses on this by making image access and image capture available from within the patient encounter in the EHR. You mentioned ImageMover. Can you tell us how ImageMover helps with the challenges you outlined and helps organizations get started with encounter-based imaging? ImageMover bridges the gap between the EHR and the PACS or the archive system. Our goal with a deep integration in the EHR is to automate and simplify the image management workflows starting from the patient encounter. This allows us to address imaging needs for other departments outside of radiology, dermatology, wound care, the emergency department. We're focused on solving the problem of non-ordered images and unscheduled images and increasing the interoperability between the systems that the healthcare organization already has. The EHR, the collection modalities they have, and the PACs or the image archives. This concludes part one of our podcast. Check back for part two where Mike and Kevin share ImageMover's history and strategy, the partnership between ImageMover and Dell Technologies, how healthcare IT organizations get started with ImageMover, a case study, where to find more info, and final thoughts.